when fasting for favor can mean the difference between life and death. This is Sheree. Welcome to Meditating the Word. It's day 8 of our 21-day fast. We'll start off, as usual, with our foundational scripture for this series, Mark 9.29. Jesus said, This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. This tells us that sometimes fasting is required. Today we're going to talk about fasting for favor. We're going to take a look at one of my favorite accounts in the Old Testament, the story of Esther. Esther was a Persian Jew who was orphaned at a young age. The Israelites had been exiled to Babylonia in 586 BC and still remained there. Esther's cousin Mordecai raised Esther as his own daughter. Our story begins with King Ahasuerus, also known as Xerxes of Persia, throwing a lavish feast. During the feast, he orders his queen Vashti to appear before the guests, but she refuses. Angered, the king deposes her. He then searches for a new queen and is taken by Esther's beauty. Esther is chosen as the new queen, but she keeps her Jewish identity a secret. Mordecai refuses to bow to Haman, the king's advisor, which angers Haman. Learning that Mordecai is Jewish, Haman convinces the king to issue a decree for the extermination of all Jews in the kingdom. Let's read chapter 4. When Mordecai learned of all that had been done, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, and went out into the city, wailing loudly and bitterly. But he went only as far as the king's gate, because no one clothed in sackcloth was allowed to enter it. In every province to which the edict and order of the king came, there was great mourning among the Jews, with fasting, weeping, and wailing. Many lay in sackcloth and ashes. When Esther's eunuchs and female attendants came and told her about Mordecai, she was in great distress. She sent clothes for him to put on instead of his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. Then Esther summoned Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs assigned to attend her, and ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the edict for their annihilation, which had been published in Susa, to show to Esther and explain it to her. And he told him to instruct her to go into the king's presence to beg for mercy and plead with him for her people. Hafak went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death, unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spares their lives. 
but thirty days have passed since I was called to go to the king. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. Esther does, in fact, approach the king uninvited, but when he sees her, he is pleased with her, holds out his gold scepter, and asks her what she wants, and says, whatever it is, up to half of his kingdom, he will give her. Esther invites the king and Haman to two banquets that she hosts. At the second banquet, she reveals her Jewish identity and exposes Haman's plot to annihilate the Jewish people. The king, enraged by Haman's deceit and conspiracy, orders Haman to be executed on the gallows that he had originally built to execute Mordecai. Esther and Mordecai then try to persuade the king to revoke the decree against the Jews. Instead, the king allows the Jews to defend themselves against their enemies, leading to their victory. The Jewish holiday of Purim commemorates this deliverance. It's marked by reading the book of Esther, exchanging gifts, donating to the poor, and feasting. This was a three-day absolute fast, no food or water, day or night. From the account of Esther, we see that God can and does work, even through those in power who do not believe in him, and uses the faithfulness of flawed believers, and how many of you know we are all flawed, to accomplish his purposes he couldn't cause the king to revoke his decree, but the king could write a new decree that would save the Jewish people. This story teaches us to trust in God's favor and provision, even when we can't see him working or see a way for things to work out. And finally, we learn that we are born for this time and for a purpose. Now for my disclaimers. We don't fast to move God or to force him to do something for us. We fast to move ourselves to be in alignment with God's word, which is his will, so that we can receive what he has already provided. I'm not a medical professional, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as medical advice. Please, if you fast, fast responsibly. If you have any underlying health issues or an unhealthy relationship with food, do not fast. 
And if you are going on an extended fast, it's a good idea to check with your doctor first. All right, let's check in. Do you have scriptures you're standing on while you fast? Are you meditating in them day and night? Are you spending extra time in prayer, not just talking, but actually listening to God? Are you writing down thoughts and ideas that come to you without judgment? We are in our second week now, day eight. Whether you're doing a normal fast, a partial fast, or a Daniel fast, I hope you're beginning to realize the benefits of fasting. How is your energy, your clarity, your strength? Any aches or pains? Please remember to rest and nap if necessary. Also, monitor your weight loss and don't go below what might be considered a low-end healthy weight for yourself. Stay well hydrated. This is super important. Drink even more water than you think you need. Here's how I'm doing. I'm down another 0.8 pounds. I continue to drink a gallon of water a day and get in 10,000 steps with no strenuous exercise. My energy continues to be really good. I'm still having a little bit of upper back pain and using my back roller. I notice that today I can't read fine print as well as usual. I honestly don't remember my vision being affected by fasting before, but apparently this can be connected to lower levels of glucose in the brain. I'm spending lots of time in the Word and in prayer every day and standing on God's promises. All right, let me pray over you. Father God, we are so grateful for your boundless grace and provision in our lives. You are the source of all goodness, and we thank you for your unending favor and the countless blessings you pour out on us. Thank you, Father, for granting us favor in the eyes of those around us, for enabling us to find kindness and understanding in our interactions. Even when we can't see you working, we trust that you are orchestrating things behind the scenes. In times of uncertainty, when we don't see a way, we hold on to the truth that you are actively working for our good, and you can always make a way. You are the way maker. When we face dead ends and insurmountable barriers, you miraculously pave new roads for us. You turn impossibilities into possibilities. As we continue to fast and pray, help us to become more attuned to your presence and work in our lives. Give us the faith to see your hand in all things. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your favor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me on Meditating the Word today. This is Cherie, reminding you that you are in my prayers. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.